So, Russell, have you ever heard of imposter syndrome? Impossible syndrome? No. No, no, imposter syndrome. Oh, imposter syndrome. I have indeed. I, are you going to talk to me about how you think I'm an imposter? Is that is that this like an intervention or something? Well, look, I've I've never really been certain that you are who you say you are, but I mean, I can get past that and we can talk about what imposter syndrome actually is, if you like. I mean, that's probably a more interesting episode. I'll tell you what, why don't you tell me what imposter syndrome is and I'll tell you if I've heard of it and or ever had it. All right, so my understanding of imposter syndrome, because I'm not going to start with like... Wikipedia defines imposter syndrome as... The Macquarie Dictionary defines... <laughs> imposter syndrome as a noun no i i think that like imposter syndrome is kind of that feeling that you get that everybody is better than you like or you know they're more deserving of something than you are and so you know if you have good things happen to you you kind of like there's always that doubt in the back of your mind of i don't think i really deserve this i think i think that maybe you know somebody else deserves this more than i do like they're they're clearly better than i am have you, have you ever experienced that? Oh, all the time. And I think it, it only gets worse as you go because, you know, the longer you do something and the, the slightly more well-known you become, people are like, oh, that Russell guy, like he works on this and he works on that and these things are amazing. And then you look around at all these other people who are doing amazing things and you're like, you know what, I don't think I'm half as amazing as like some of these other people. And then you start to doubt yourself. You're like, oh, you know, is this thing that I built, is it a bit rubbish and like am I no good and you know, what if what if someone saw my code and they, they saw what it looked like? They'd be like, oh, that Russell, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. How did he get to where he is today? I think, I mean, I don't know how common that is in the industry, but yeah, I get that all the time. I think it's pretty common. In fact, I think it might be quite rampant, especially, especially in the tech industry, right? I mean, you know, I, I, I probably know the tech industry better than I know most other industries. So I can't really say whether or not it's, you know, more so than another, a different industry. But I, th- I think like... In this industry, you have there's such a high chance that you'll be noticed for doing you know one particular thing, like all of a sudden you'll you'll have an app or that's you know, that becomes really big, or that becomes really noticed, or you know you'll have uh you'll you'll have a blog post that you know that kind of goes around that you know people read about you know whatever thing that you've written about, and so it's kind of easy it's very easy to kind of have these. Uh, you know, small moments of greatness, I guess, or perceived greatness. Yeah, or at least at least greatness in like a certain sphere. I mean, obviously not a lot of us are known internationally by mum and pop sort of people sitting down on the couch, but you can achieve a certain level of fame for, you know, very sort of obscure things like to, to everyone else. See, I think the most interesting thing about this for me is it comes up a lot when someone will, you know, ping me on Twitter or something. They'll be like, oh, that thing you did in this app, like, how did you do it? And I'll be like, oh, you know, I just built that control myself. Like, it's not a built-in thing. And they'll be like, oh, can you open source it? And I'll be like, oh, no, sorry. Like, I don't have the time. But what I really mean is, oh, no, sorry. Like, I'm not actually game enough to put my code into like a public repository and have people like looking over it and then have people, you know, judging it. I'm just not comfortable with that. And I think that comes back to the imposter syndrome thing. I think like, what if I don't code like as good as everyone else and what if something I've done like absolutely sucks or what if there's some major flaw like in some design thing that I built someone be like haha like why would you have ever built that when you could have done this and I'll be like no but you've you've actually open sourced some things haven't you yeah I I have open sourced some things so I've got I think now three Objective-C libraries that are open sourced so did did it ever worry you when you were putting those out there that other people were going to be looking at your code 
I think at the moment of like hitting publish, it, it didn't really kind of occur to me, but kind of the more that I see other people's versions of similar things. So one of the libraries that I do is something called static tables, and it's a whole thing designed around creating tables, uh, you know, lists of content in uh, for, for iOS in such a way that it makes it really kind of easy to do with just, you know, by, by adjusting your data structure. And, you know, recently some people pointed, like, have pointed out that there's another one on the scene and I've seen other ones before. And I kind of, I sit there and I read their, like, the readmes for these other ones and I'm like, wow, they, they did that so much better than I did. Like, maybe I should <laughs> never have done this. Like, maybe I should never have put this out there. Like, maybe I'm not actually good enough to be to be doing that stuff. And so it's always, I think it hits me, like, after like it hits it's like kind of comes to me as a realization like oh crap i i didn't actually know what i i was doing and now i kind of regret what i did (laughs) well this is this is something else i find really interesting so like development is what we both primarily do for our jobs but i find in other aspects of my life like i just don't have imposter syndrome like for example i play um volleyball like every wednesday and i'm i'm not a very good volleyball player i'm not even being modest but you know i can kind of hit the ball where i want it to go like i'm okay at serving and stuff and i feel like if you took every single person in our competition i could easily line them up you know by how good they are and put myself like in the exact place that you know i'd probably rank and i don't have a problem with that like it seems for some reason in that context i can be like okay i'm in between you know this person and this person this is exactly how good i am and i don't have any feelings whatsoever of insecurity that oh maybe that guy's better than me i just feel like i know like he's better than me he's not right for some reason in that aspect of life it's not it's not even a thing so the other on the flip side of that right um, I play I play piano. I'm a pianist, and uh, I I played uh, piano for uh, you know for for churches. I've done that not for the band churches for like you know, <laughs> actual churches. Uh, I've played like I've played in churches and you know church bands since I was like ten. So I kind of grew up in in kind of that that atmosphere of you know playing playing with the church band and when I was doing it I I would get compliments all the time and I would never know what to do with it like I mean obviously the you know the correct answer is you you know you thank them and you kind of you know you, you just let, you know not make them feel bad about giving you a compliment but at the same time like in my head I'm like why are they thinking I haven't really actually done anything specifically good? Like I just played piano and actually I made all these mistakes and there were so many mistakes. Oh, you know, I hate that, that one specific spot where I, you know, I slipped and I played the wrong chord. I hope nobody noticed. Clearly nobody noticed because apparently I'm, you know, this person thinks that I'm good. So I think maybe it's not necessarily about how you feel, but how you, how you perceive others perceive you. Does that even Uh, make sense? I see, I see, I see. So I feel like people turn up to watch me at volleyball and they don't give me massive compliments because obviously, <clears throat> you know, I don't deserve them for a start. And then this is why I think I don't have imposter syndrome because no one comes up to me and they're like, Russell, that was amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Have you considered going pro? I think maybe you're right. Maybe if that happened, then I'd be like, what, what are you talking about? And then maybe like if enough people said that, then I'd start feeling like really weird. And maybe that's what happens you know, more on, on the other side of what I do because some of the things that we've done, and we've done them as a team. That's the other thing I feel weird about. Like I don't build our apps all by myself. Like it's a team of five people. But you put them out there and they do get, you know, recognition. They win awards. You know, we get amazing feedback. And maybe it is that level of 
I don't know what you, if you call it success or what, but maybe it's that when that continuously comes at you that you start feeling like, oh, maybe maybe I don't actually deserve any of this. Like maybe we fluke this and uh, we fluke that. And there's all these people who did something better than we did, but we just happen to be the ones that, you know, succeeded at it. And, you know, maybe maybe that's where it comes from. Yeah, I think that there's definitely kind of an aspect of like you get it when you do something that is perceived as good. And so people pay you compliments and you start to – I don't know. It's like a weird thing where people compliment you and you pat you. You start to de- then doubt whether or not you actually deserve that. But I think that as well, like you get it when if you've kind of had a streak of you know you're doing really well and then you fail. I think I that gets me as well because more you know very recently I I had like I've been having relatively good success with gift wrapped. It's been doing really well. Uh, with my app and then more recently there's been like I've had this whole debacle where things you know a whole bunch of stuff went wrong and people some people lost data and like it I all of a sudden like as soon as I realized this was happening all of a sudden I'm doubting myself and whether or not I'm actually even I'm even worth like worth doing this oh maybe I shouldn't have maybe I shouldn't have done this maybe I shouldn't have gone indie I don't think I'm good enough to actually be able to pull this off and so all of a sudden like I was feeling relatively confident and I'd kind of been kind of sweep I guess sweeping most of the those feelings of you know inadequacy under the rug and then all of a sudden you know something goes wrong and I've I'm back in it and I'm just kind of in this, I feel like an imposter again. Have you ever had that? Yeah. yeah, In fact, I've had exactly the same situation. So in the last major version of Pocket Cast on iOS, I wrote like a a migration thing that migrated you from a database technology called Core Data into just like a more standard one called SQLite. And I tested the hell out of this thing and, you know, I like to think that I wrote it properly. And then there was one little edge case that I didn't pick up so that when... Apple would launch my app in the background, like this is before the users even opened it by themselves, the app would yep. try and upgrade itself. It would only get 30 seconds to do so. And if it didn't make it in that time, it would actually just silently start duplicating your data in the background. So I, I had the opposite problem. People would, um, you know, anyone that didn't open the app straight away that left it for a week after the update or whatever and then opened it, suddenly they had five versions of like all their podcasts. And they're like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> and I felt so bad. I'm like, oh, how could you make such like a... When you find out about it, well, like when I debugged it, I think it took about, you know, four hours to figure out what was going on. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I missed that one thing. And that's where you start to feel the inadequacy. You're like, oh, but, you know, a better programmer probably would have found that. And, you know, someone that was a bit smarter than I probably would have yeah. tested for that case and realized that was the case and yeah. be like, oh, well, you don't upgrade till someone hits a button or whatever. So I feel like you get imposter syndrome when when you kind of you know you do well and people compliment you but i think you get it i think when you actually you know have been doing okay for a while and then fail i think you kind of get it even worse would you would you agree with that yeah i think so because you've you've kind of you've got comfortable with with where you are you've accepted the you know the, the success that you have and suddenly you screw something up and it's it's almost like all that doubt you had from before just comes flooding back and it's worse because you know, you, you put all that stuff aside. You're like, no, no, like I'm good enough to be here and, you know, I might not be the, the best at what I do, but I'm pretty good. And then suddenly you screw something up and then it's like, oh, well, am I? Like has all these things I've been telling myself, are they all just like, you know, fancy sort of white lies that I've been sort of spinning to myself? Am I actually like right. not as good as I thought it was? And I think it's that it's that whole wave. Like you've got the initial yeah. like, oh, am I good enough? And then you get over that. You're like, no, no, like I deserve to be here. I'm good enough or whatever. And then something happens and then you kind of dip down to where you were before. And then I think probably a bit further, if anything, because you've you've kind of reaffirmed that that doubt that you originally had. And that, that's, yeah. I think there's something psychologically quite powerful about that. 
I think I find in my career anyway, it's very much like a wave. Like there'll be some weeks and months where I feel really good about what I'm doing. And then every now and again, I'll hit some hurdle or we'll get some bit of feedback or someone will say something, even if it's positive. And suddenly you'll start to doubt yourself or you'll see something like someone else does and you're like, wow, you know, that's so much more amazing than than anything I could ever do. And it definitely feels like a bit of a, a roller coaster ride sometimes. I think this kind of ties into a topic that we've talked about before. Back in episode five, we, we discussed criticism and how like we handle it. And I think this kind of ties into it like a lot because when you receive criticism it's almost kind of that part of you that reacts when you like you 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 all of a sudden feel like maybe maybe they're right maybe that maybe I've not uh you know maybe I've just been kind of posing as as a decent as a good developer you know all this time and maybe I'm really actually a sucky developer and should just go home well maybe the actual thing that's stronger than other people criticizing you is you criticizing yourself like Mm. maybe Maybe that's the most powerful form of like criticism is when you you get in your own head and you start doubting yourself and you start having that sort of internal conversation with yourself. Maybe that's like, you know, way more powerful than than other people telling it to you is when you start kind of telling it to yourself. Yeah. Okay, so how do you beat it? Like how do you beat imposter syndrome? <laughs> with a baseball bat. <laughs> well, you know, there's that. But like can can you like do you think it's something that you can kind of get past and not like and not have not be affected by? Uh, I reckon if I'm thinking about it, it's it's probably like can you beat smoking? It's like yes you can, but there's something like very addictive to it that you'll keep going back to it and that even after let's so let's give you an example. Like let's say you, you know, like I've done this in the past that you kind of get over it, you feel like you've beaten it, but then like a year later, like something will happen and it'll just, you know, come back. And it's kind of like being addicted to, to cigarettes. You know, you might not smoke for like a year. I've never smoked, by the way, but you might not smoke for a year and then suddenly something, you know, have some stress in your life or someone offers you a cigarette or something happens and you're like, oh, and suddenly you're like, you're straight back there. So I honestly don't know how you beat it personally, apart from, you know, maybe just becoming more comfortable with like who you are and not worrying too much about whether you deserve to be where you are maybe i mean you are where you are like that's that's the facts of things then there's probably not a huge amount of benefit in you know overanalyzing that and i think the other part of it is as i've developed more and more i've kind of become more comfortable with not measuring myself against other people like in the early days i used to do that a lot like i was fresh out of uni you know two years on or whatever and my whole thing was oh i want to prove that i'm better than this person i want to do something better than them oh you know I, i could do that better than than he or she did. And I found I don't really care about that stuff as much anymore. Like I'll compare a piece of code that Phil wrote to what I wrote and I'll be like, yeah, you know, they're different. Like they're not the same. Which one's better? Like who, who really cares? Like it doesn't bug me as much anymore. Yeah. I, and I think you kind of onto something with that, right? Because I think part of like imposter syndrome, like a key part of imposter syndrome is that you are comparing yourselves, whether or not it's conscious or not, it doesn't matter, but you're comparing yourselves to others and you're, uh, you're you know feeling like you're coming up short, and I don't necessarily like that's obviously not a good thing. You shouldn't do it, and that's easier said than done. But at the same time, I feel like maybe taking a step back and realizing you know what you're doing, taking a moment to realize what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> the Jelly and Rusty self help line. Take a moment to realize what you're doing is not healthy. Stand back, consider. <laughs> uh, we should you, charge for this stuff. We should, uh, but we we don't. You get it all here free <laughs> on the topical podcast. Making your life better, one decision at a time. 
so I but I think you know it's this sort of thing where you like if if you take a moment to actually uh you know and more recent like the the example that I gave about you know the the recent kind of fumble that I had with gift wrapped I mean it 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 kind of it just ruined it like a day of mine and I got to the end of the day and realized you know that this was not going well at all and just I ended up sitting down and just almost letting it hit me for a few minutes and then said okay that's it I'm not going to focus on it anymore. I'm going to walk away from it. Like, obviously, you know, obviously I made mistakes here. Um, so, you know, that, and that's, but that's okay. Like, it's okay to make mistakes. That doesn't make me the worst developer in the world. It just means that I'm a developer who's made mistakes. <laughs> yeah, and I think the other thing about it is that um, I found, because I made a lot of mistakes, like, you know, throughout my career, I find the perspective I put on it sometimes now is like, okay, this is terrible in this second. Like I've duplicated some people's podcasts, you know, I have to release an update that that cleans that up and gives them a way to to get rid of it. But a month from now, are any of our users actually going to care? Like I've, I've maybe angered some people now and, and rightly so, but is anyone really going to remember this, you know, a month from now and hold it against me? And I found in, in most cases they just, they don't. Like people get over things really quickly. Like I, I, I bet six months, you know, since that happened, which is about how long it's been, that no one even remembers that that it was a thing. But, you know, in, in the moment it feels like a massive thing and, and I sometimes, again, it's easier to, to actually do than say, but I feel like sometimes you just have to sit yourself down and say, look, in one month none of this is actually going to matter, so let's just, you know, fix whatever needs to be fixed and just kind of move on with it. You need to give yourself personal affirmations. <laughs> is that what they're called? <laughs> I, I believe that's what, that it's, that's what it's called. When you say nice things about yourself, you know, Russell, you have strong hands that are good for woodworking. <laughs> what? This got creepy all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, after you asked me, how do I beat it? I'm like, come on, Jelly. I'm not even going there. So, so, so that, that's that, that's like a tiny reference to. Do, do you remember when um, a, a few months ago when Jeff Bridges released sleep tapes? Uh, there's a song I don't even know who Jeff Bridges is. You know who Jeff Bridges is. Don't give me that. Uh, and come on, he, come on. Anyway, who is Jeff Bridges? The Big Lebowski. Nope. What? What is The Big Lebowski? A movie? It's a movie. What? He's it. the dude. What? Oh, I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> what? Look, you've seen. I've seen some movies that you haven't seen. Don't don't start with me, Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, I've seen his face before. I've never seen any movies with him in it though. True story. He released some sleep tapes a while ago, and uh, there's a whole track on it called like it's called affirmations or something, and that's that's one of them. Is you have strong hands capable of work, woodworking? It's <laughs> like it's, but it's a, it's a personal affirmation thing, right? Like it's about saying nice things about yourself, telling yourself things that you you actually do well, or you know, listening to you know one of those tapes tell you those things. But yeah, I think you know. I mean, aside from the really bad joke quality of it, like I think it's a legitimate thing. Like telling yourself that you actually do really, you actually have done some really good things. Like it, it, it helps in a weird way. And just you know, realizing that you're not, you know, telling yourself almost out loud. It doesn't have to be out loud, but you know, conscious, consciously telling yourself. Uh, that you're that you're not you know the worst developer in the world. You're not. You haven't failed. You're not as bad as you know. You're not as bad as you think you are. It does a lot. It does a hell of a lot. I think that's like. I think if there is a way to. I mean, it's not going to beat imposter syndrome, but I think it. You know, it it gives it. You know, it might maim it. 
<laughs> it's just a flesh wound. Yeah, it takes, you know, out, you the, takes out the kneecaps. Something exactly. Like no, I, I think you're definitely onto something. And I think the other half of it is um, that you don't actually have to be amazing. You know, to, you you do what you do and it's you know it's good stuff and people appreciate it. It doesn't mean you have to be the best at what you do. Like if no. you're good, that's that's probably good enough. Yeah. Actually, you know what I would do? I would take a shotgun and boom. <laughs> Wait, what, what are you shooting? I'm shooting. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, boom. I got it. Yeah, you got it. Took me boom. a while. Mm. Yeah. 